Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. No. <laughs> Does that song just scare you? You know what, buddy? You can get right back on your white horse and ride the hell out of here. I feel like that song just, you know, is that not the best fight song in all of the land? I mean, ours or the, t- well, listen, I didn't go there, okay, but I'm a huge fan because <laughs> I didn't actually go to college. I went to like tap dancing school in New York. But anyway, the point you went is, straight to the show. <laughs> that's it, baby. But uh, I'm a huge Huskies fan, though. Our dude, the Husky, I'm, so I'm just going to say R is the point. Our fight song, Bow Down to Washington, like, dude, we're flexing in the title. Nah. <laughs> Good argument. It's going to be a no for me. No. Um, hey, you get back on that horse. What's the horse's name? Trigger? <laughs> What's the horse's name? Mr. Ed? Um, Challenger? Challenger? Is it? I don't know. Is it's probably bad? got a name. We anyway. had to go through a couple of them because they ran up and down so many times every time we scored. So, Dude, you know. I'm so bummed we're not going to see this matchup happen, man. COVID-19. You guys didn't want that smoke. By the way, the horse's name is Traveler. I just looked it yeah, up. Same thing. Uh, well, the Washington Huskies will not be traveling or whatever to play the USC Trojans, which, uh, dude, I'm I'm obviously bummed for the students and for the athletes and for the kids, and this thing that we're all dealing with is just robbing us of all these fun things, but I'm also bummed because we had a sweet bet going on that game. Right? So I guess you lose. Yeah. <laughs> No. What? No. It's not I an mean, official forfeit. I mean, that's exactly what it is. Mm-mm. If your team can't play. No, because you guys are playing Oregon anyway, right? It's not a forfeit. I don't think Washington forfeited the game. So you're going to ride with Oregon? What are, you, what are you saying? Hell no. How dare you? <laughs> I will never ride with Oregon. No way. It's bad enough I got to drive through Eugene on my way up to Seattle from L.A. for the holidays. I don't know, man. I think it's a push. I think we just got to hold on to the bet for next year. Yeah, I'm fine with that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What do you think, though, in this game, though, now that you're playing Oregon? I mean, you got to switch your whole mindset around. Like, you feel better or worse? Like, would you have rather played Washington or Oregon? No, I'd rather play Oregon. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I've only caught the Oregon State game from Oregon, but – you know, while they have probably the one of the best players in the pack in Noah Sewell, that middle linebacker. Yeah, he's great. Absolute, absolute beast. He reminds yeah. me of Ray Maluga. Uh, oh, wow. Just, just running through offensive linemen on his way to the tackle. Yeah. Um, I, I, they, they got some holes in that, you know, in that defense. And, right. um, you know, it's like they got some good players, but they haven't put it together yet. And, uh, you know, our offense, 
they came on when we needed to last week. Yeah. But I don't know. UW, they they're able they they played well this year. Yeah. And they're well, UW is always gives people trouble because they're always gonna be strong on defense, which yeah. can keep you in games and as long as you can hang around, you know. Yeah. So yeah, they're always gonna be solid on defense. But anyway, whatever. I'm 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 bummed, man. I was looking forward to it, but we'll see what happens next year when they go at it again. So the winner still doesn't get a a chance at the playoff, right? I don't think so because they haven't played enough games. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think we're like one game away from, I think you need at least seven. Yeah, and you can't go back and because I was thinking like maybe they could reschedule some games after, but you can't do it after the championship game. That wouldn't make sense because what if you lose, you know? Well, my question is any teams that are just outside? Yeah. Like you could have a quick little mini playoff before the real playoff. Yeah, or maybe schedule something non-conference maybe? Like get get a different – because then it wouldn't affect your conference championship race maybe. Whoever's sitting there from 5 to 12, like there could be a two-week playoff, right? Yeah, that's true. Where those guys match up against each other – you mean in the in the Pac-12? You mean, huh? In the uh, Pac-12? No. I'm talking Coastal Carolina. Oh, I see. All, right. Mm-hmm. All these teams that are on the outside looking in. Yeah. Why not? You Th- know, there'd be incentive for them too. So. Yeah. Right. And so even after this week, I'm sure there's a couple teams. Ohio State's got to play Northwestern, so one of them's gonna, you know, one of them's gonna drop. If Northwestern loses, they're out of the top 15. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then if Ohio State lose, I don't know, they'll drop to like six or seven. So they would still have a chance to play in. Yeah. I got to tell you, man, overall, <clears throat> with the way the college football is now with the playoff and everything, like I like the playoff. I like it better than the system we used to have. I, I like them, you know, playing for it to get in rather than just people voting and then they, you know, teams go in because it, it always gets weird. You know, there's always a third team that has a real shot or has a good argument or whatever. So anyway, I like the new system, but it's still not completely perfect. I think they've got to expand it. And I've just been saying forever, it should be the power five conference champions. So that would give you five teams right there. So whoever wins, you're in automatically from any of the power five. And then that leaves you three at large teams to pick from, which you could pick a second place team from a big conference like SEC SEC or whatever. And then you could have fun with your coastal Carolinas and your Boise States from Boise back in the day States, or your BYUs or your Hawaii's. I yeah. mean, there are a couple of years. Hawaii, I mean, I remember Hawaii beating Georgia in a bowl game one year. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I, I like I like that. when those small teams have fun like that. You know. Central Florida? Yeah. Why not? No, no definitely, because it's 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 a matchup thing. It's doesn't any given Saturday in this That's case right. point. Um, you know, who matches up well with the the opposition yeah and And if you're alabama and you happen to lose to a coastal carolina in my system don't come crying to me you should have won the game (laughs) you know like (laughs) that argument of like well they shouldn't have been in there in the first place they were too small they didn't deserve a shot like well but they beat you so what do you like it's hard to Um, build that argument but I mean, that makes sense. If you go to eight teams, you get all the power five, and then you get three at large. So you get, you know, someone that's undefeated, like a Coast Carolina sure. or a Boise of the past. And, you know, that's justifiable. And like, okay. And even then, when you, you're sitting at like 10, 11, 12, those teams usually have two losses. Sure. Right? Yeah. And and I don't care if they're from the SEC. Oh, we lost to Bama and LSU. 
yeah, tough shit. You're out. Um, <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't have lost the game. Yeah, yeah man. So That's it. Um, Sometimes I do life like isn't that. fair. I think, I think, you know, I used to be in favor of 12, but eight makes sense, you know? Um, I think because so. Like when, yeah, when you get up there, it's just, yeah, two losses. I don't care who you lost to. You lost twice. Like, yeah. you don't deserve a shot at the title. Or even more, and you could figure out a way to work in bye weeks or something. I don't know. For for the top team, so then you could avoid that like one losing to a eight or whatever that fear that these big conferences have of losing to these smaller conferences. I mean, it's football for goodness sakes. You line is it up North, and you play. I'm sick of them being scared all the time. Is North Dakota? Well, that's what that's what was cool about when we were at SC, and this is what I did respect about Pete. He scheduled the best games. Auburn when they were you know Auburn, they yeah. were undefeated. Um, and then uh, Virginia Tech the following year, yeah. and they went. They only lost to us and Auburn that year. I mean, that Virginia Tech team was filthy, right? Uh, and um, I mean, and Colorado State has always been competitive. You know, we took some shit for for scheduling them, but they've always been, you know, a tough. Well, the SEC always people. schedules like really you know, pretty easy one double A or, or I don't know, yeah. what I don't want to be disrespectful, but well, you know what I mean? They do, F- but they do FCS, it late in the season. Right? Or FBS. Yeah. But they do it Bowl late in the season. At least if the PAC 12 plays teams like that, like Washington will play a Portland state or something, you know, every once in a while, whatever, or every season, but they do it early in the year. SEC does it late in the year, which is like giving themselves a bye week late, which always kind of rubs me the wrong way. Well, I mean, the thing is, and what Pete's, smart, though. Pete's whole, I, it's not smart. I mean, you don't really learn anything about yourself well, that's playing, true. playing. you know, someone that you should beat handily yeah. in terms of college. Kind of like the Seahawks last week? <laughs> well, no, I just said college. You didn't hear, no, you didn't hear I, me finish No, my, no, I'm just trying to segue. I'm saying, do you really learn much from beating up on a team that you should beat? Fuck that, man. Those are paid professionals, man. I was These, agreeing with you. Talking, I was trying to agree with you and segue back to the Seahawks. Forgive me. No, nah, you ruined my flow. I'm sorry. I'm over it. No, nah, but... They're, you know, like I said, we're talking about paid professionals and we're talking about kids who get one pair of fucking shoes and gloves. Like yeah. I bet, I've been at one double A yeah. where you have to wear the same gloves and shoes the whole season. There's this thing. The budget is very real down there. Every sport that I've ever played, you wore the same shoes all season. Cause that's how young I was when I quit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the only way I know how to play sports. What do you mean? Well, I mean, yeah, you, the next year you're growing, presu- presumably, I mean. yeah, so you'd be, you'd need new ones. One but, pair of basketball okay. shoes, yeah. Let me get back to the point, though. You don't learn anything about yourself when you're, you know, you're scheduling a easier opponent. And, you know, what I have to believe Pete was thinking when we scheduled Auburn, if we do have one loss and it's to them, we know they're going to be good down the season, so it shouldn't hurt us as much. But if we win that game, confidence is through the roof. Sure. You know? Yeah. Like, I that's agree. That's the competitive nature. That's the competitive aspect of it is like, hey, you know, we're going to find out how ready we are, how battle-tested we can be, and and then we'll see where they end up. And then so I was hoping we got to play Auburn – well, we beat Auburn. That was the whole that was the whole complaint, right? Because I had teammates that played on that fourteen zero Auburn team, mm-hmm. which yo fourteen they won one more game than us. So I mean, and they had the SEC championship was never easy, but we went down to their doorstep and beat the shit out of them. <laughs> and so, like, I don't want to hear how much better you got the next year. War Eagle, who? Yeah, I, hey, look, and I say this with all due respect, we would have destroyed them just the same way we destroyed uh, Oklahoma. 
we went down to Auburn when they were preseason number one or two. We were like preseason six or seven, which those rankings don't mean anything. They don't. But, you know, when you look at that, and that was my first college game too at SC. Whoa. You know, that's yeah. a crazy atmosphere Ed, down there. Ed had never played in front of more than 7,000, 8,000 people. Down there name. in Jordan Hare, or however they Jordan say Hare. Jordan Hare. Between the hedges. Why uh, do I 90, know the name of their stadium off the top 90, of my head? 000. I'm sick. They crossed the 50 yard line twice. So I don't want to hear about how <laughs> they would have beat us the next year. I love and, it. Because they got, smack. you know, national champions on their ring. Yeah, they do. I mean, that's fine if that's what they feel, you know, good for them. But, yeah, you're not going to come to my house and just beat us 23 nothing. You ever seen one of those rings in person? I think I have. Um, Did you give them the was, same was, speech? I think, I think Oboe had it. <laughs> Oboe Manu. Oh, huh. yeah, maybe. Him, him, or, him or CT, Courtney Taylor. Did, did the same conversation break out? Absolutely. Good. Yeah. How'd it go? This, I mean, they were not happy. <laughs> You know, I just, I just, all I did was presented the facts. That's all, you know, that's all you can do. Well, both of your guys' schools and teams are confusing anyway, because they're the Auburn Tigers, yet they all yell War Eagle, and you want to be number one, but your fans are always showing me number two. So I don't know what it is. I think we're saying you're number two. (laughs) We're putting the two at you. You're number two. Oh, all right. We got to officially start the Seahawks podcast now. (laughs) Yeah, we're probably not going to use any of that shit, huh? I'm using all of it. Here's the theme song. Let's get this crowd going. Now, come on, get him up, get him up, get him up. Hawks on three. One, two, three. Lofa Tatupu is up in the mix. Go Hawks. I'm just about that action, boss. Takes the snap. He's going to throw down the middle. What a catch. It's intercepted by Lofa Tatupu. Holy catfish. That's great football now. It's going to work now. Let's keep playing. It's the Seahawks podcast on the Blue Sports Network. I'm lifelong Seahawks fan Brett Davern. He is Seahawks legend Lofa Tatupu. Lofa, well, it's another week for the Seahawks. We got three left, and I'm just as nervous about this one as I am about all of them because I, like I said, I'm a Seahawks fan, and we get nervous about every game. Um, Before we get into too much, though, regarding the Seahawks playing the Washington football team, let me tell you about our sponsor, betonline.ag. For all of your online wagering needs, they are your online wagering experts. You can find anything to bet on over there. The NBA is coming back. They're they're playing again. Um, I was watching preseason NBA basketball the other night because, like I said, I'm sick when it comes to sports. and uh, But anyway, you can bet on anything at betonline.ag. And when you use our promo code... Believe, spelled B-L-E-A-V. You get a bunch of welcome bonuses. So go, to, go over to betonline.ag and sign up today. All right, uh, so on to the game with the Washington football team uh, here, Lofa. We're, dude, it's another first-place team. That we got every week, <laughs> every week we face the first we play we face the first place team from the east. Yeah, every time we play the east, it's like okay, we're playing the NFC East. Oh, what they're in first, and the there's Eagles, something to play for. 
The Eagles, the Giants, yeah, yeah, it's Washington annoying. team, yeah. They are six and seven, uh, but playing some good football, man. Um, or I mean, at least playing some really good defense. Uh, and you know, <laughs> for all this talk about the NFC East, let's look at the Seahawks games against the NFC East real quick. The Cowboys game came down to the final drive. Now they still had Dak and everything, but the Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, we beat, we won that game. I think by seven ultimately, but they were driving at the end. The mm-hmm. Eagles, we kind of hung on. It was a weird game. We ended up winning by six, but it wasn't exactly as easy as it should have been. And then the Giants beat us handily. So here we go playing the NFC East again. I mean, the, or sorry, the Washington football team's looking decent, like I said, but which Seahawk team is going to show up to play? Or wait, here, let me ask you that clean, actually. Which Seahawk team do we expect to show up on Sunday, Lofa? I think the one we saw last Sunday and just keep that momentum rolling. Um, they looked hungry, yeah. you know, defense, um, some big hits. And um, it was, it was fun to watch Russell with another four touchdowns. Oh, yeah. that, I mean, I've been doing a lot of radio this week. Like I said, last, last pod, that what he's even talking about my man, you know, for the MVP, he just tossed four touchdowns, you know, no one cares. Anymore, he's going right? to, he flies under the radar for whatever reason. I mean, even though he, doesn't because obviously i mean he's a top 10 quarter i mean he's a top three quarterback you know and people talk about him all the time it's just that i don't know why he doesn't get the praise he definitely gets the criticism and he definitely gets the interviews and the pregame shows and stuff but for whatever reason he does not get the praise that he should i don't get it yeah i mean so hopefully just keep doing his thing and let the numbers talk for themselves at the end of the season for that mvp at least a couple votes this time um but yeah, I definitely some things to worry about though. Um, I'll, I'll help you out because I know you always worry. I'm about worried, stuff. man. I'm nervous, dude. <laughs> uh, this defensive line, yeah, my god, and um, you know, and I think they're better than the Giants' D line that we saw a couple weeks ago, which is saying something. Well, their defense overall is ranked pretty high. I mean, their offense is ranked 30th in the league, but their defense is ranked fourth. And then our offense is ranked sixth, but our defense is ranked twenty seventh. So it's kind of a matchup of opposite teams here. Do you um, know? Yeah, do you know ahead. how hard it is to be ranked fourth when your <laughs> offense is ranked damn near dead last? Like that's that's a savage ass squad, is what I'm going to say. In, in the defense, we're about to see. Um, and then uh, I can't wait to watch my guy P. Lou, Kevin Pierre Lewis. You know, uh, I got to coach him with the Hawks back in fifteen and sixteen. Um, He's he's been all over the field this this year. Saw him have 17 tackles in one game. Mm-hmm. If you like that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, they present some problems, uh, you know, on defense, and that's really the matchup I think we'll be zoning in on. Well, yeah, totally. They beat the San Francisco 49ers last week uh, without scoring a touchdown on offense, but they scored two touchdowns on defense. I mean, their defense is pretty much their entire team, and the story of of this team really uh when you're looking at this game i mean ron rivera is the head coach ron rivera is a great coach had all those great years in carolina we played him a lot back then so he knows the hawks well I and mean, what does that give them coming into the game um you know just i don't want to say a blueprint but some familiarity yeah. you know with uh with what we do you know both offensively and especially defensively because he's a defensive guy and um and i mean Man, Ron's been doing a phenomenal job this year. I mean, if 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 COVID and everything, you know, going to a new team that I mean, even with the name change and like having to field questions about that. Oh yeah. 
I mean, he also battled cancer I, this year. That's too. where I was going next. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was I was dealing with the small things first. Oh, okay. So so battling COVID, <laughs> you know, um, being at high risk, battling cancer, uh-huh. you know, and then and still leading a team to first place, you know, so far um, three quarters of the season. Like, look, I don't know how you don't give him coach of the year, right? Yeah. Uh, to tell you the truth, with yeah. everything he's been through, definitely should um, be in the running. Yeah, and and I think. That's that toughness you see rubbing off onto onto the field, man, and and the guys you know really going to battle for him. Yeah. And did you did you see Chase Young scoop that ball and take off up the sideline? Yes, I see it every time I close my eyes. I'm having nightmares about it. That's my problem. <laughs> I'm nervous about it. I mean, dude, they 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 remind me of a young Seahawks defense from years ago, just hungry and yeah. violent and physical and like everything that you'd want in a in a NFL football defense. Like if I, if I was rooting for the Washington football team, I'm feeling pretty good about at least the future. And I probably, and about this game, I think Washington's, I mean, sorry, Seattle is headed to Washington. So it's an away game. It's an East coast game. It's a 10 AM game. We, that stigma doesn't really follow Pete Carroll around. And we've talked about it on this show, but it is in Seahawks fans brain for whatever reason. So that's just making me nervous. Like in my reptile Seahawks brain, I mean, even though the numbers don't really bear that out of late. Uh, but I don't know, man. I, we haven't done great this season when our offense can't get it going. And with their defense being so good, you know, I just hope our offense is going to be good enough to overcome their good defense. Yeah. I mean, it's strength against strength, right? Um, yeah, they defend our, the run really well, too. Yeah. And that's rare that you see a well balanced, you know, high-ranking defense. Usually they shut the run down completely to the tune of 50, 60 yards, and then they give up, you know, 200 or so on the passing. And they're they're great at red zone defense or something. It's rare that you see them defend both well, which, again, just blows your mind because, you know, there's a lot of pressure put on them when they got the 30th-ranked offense. They didn't even get a a touchdown from their offense last week, as you mentioned. yeah. Didn't need one. And they're playing the Niners, who the Niners have been playing pretty good ball as of late with all the injuries they've had. You know, they've done a good job of, you know, competing. Well, uh, and, they're, so. and they're getting after the quarterback, too. They're, they have 40 sacks on the season. Sacks. They had four last week against Nick Mullins and the Niners. I mean, we know the Seahawks have had, a, have had trouble with that this season. Russell, even himself, holding on to the ball a little bit too long. I think the Seahawks have given up almost 40 sacks in the red— or, Gosh, I'm. It's in my brain. Sorry, the football team has had 40 sacks this season. So, you know, how do we how do we keep Russell clean? Quick passing game again. Get it out of there fast. Quick passing. You know, hopefully we can lean on the run a little more. Um, But again, like there's no glaring weakness on this defense. So just get the ball out of his hands. I don't care if it's quick screens or what. I just don't want to see any of those monsters land on Russell. Like. We, and then I'm going to cry. I'm going to absolutely cry if Ryan Kerrigan has a career day because <laughs> I, even since the offseason, I was, I was you know, starting the rumors. I'm like, yeah, we're going to get him because it would have been, you know. It seems a, like a, a no-brainer. It would have been a low-risk, high-reward, one-year rental, you know, um, on, on a phenomenal player that imagine him paired up with, Jay Reed and um, Dunlap, and then yeah. bringing bringing Bobby or, or Jamal. Like you, sh- you can't. 
there's no way you're stopping those guys. I know. Uh, so, like, literally, going to be a, a sad day in my household <laughs> if Ryan Kerrigan, like, just has a four-sack game. Because, you know, you, you know that stuff comes back to haunt us. I know. I know. It's Well, in sports in general, all that stuff, it always comes back around. It, it always comes back and finds you, those kinds of weird things like that. Um, the, the, on, the, on the bright side, for the Seahawks, looking at last week's game with the Niners um, from a football team perspective, they only threw the ball for, I think, 95 yards. Um, the Seahawks have been better of late on defense. They're trending in the right direction. I mean, they're ranked 27th, but we have all can see that they're playing better in the last few weeks. And I think a lot of this is going to come down to who plays on the offense for the football team. You know, um, Alex Smith tweaked an injury. It didn't practice on Wednesday, so... Uh, it doesn't look like he's going to go. So that'll probably be Haskins at quarterback. Haskins, yeah. And then Gibson, their running back, who's super talented, been having a lot of good games, uh, but didn't play last week and has been battling turf toe. So he might still be out. I mean, how much different does this team look without Smith and Gibson? And, and you know, what are we up against with Haskins and McKissick? You know, like, how does the game change? Well, I mean, Alex Smith is a great quarterback and all, but he's not the Alex Smith we knew in San Fran or even Kansas city in terms of being mobile. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I don't know other than McLaurin, I'm not sure who else really threatened, threatens us in the, in the passing game. Mm -hmm. I know McKissick, we used to have him, you know, love that kid. I mean, he's a nightmare in open field. Oh, yeah. And so that's what they've been doing. They've been using him more in that Chris Thompson role, the guy they had in the past. Um, and, uh, but, you don't have, you know, that that beast Gibson. Who? Where did Gibson come from? He's a rookie, right? Uh, yeah, rookie. I don't even really know his story. He's, he came out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> he did. And but um, actually, I'm, I'm gonna look him up. What is turf toe, by the way? Uh, what it's exactly a ligament is that? in in your toe oh. that um, I don't know if it's like torn or sprained, but like. Oh. I've never had it, thank God. But I've had, I've known some people have had it, and they're just like, "Yo, this is hell." Mm, yeah, it you know, always seems to linger play. for a while. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't push off your, you can't. I think it's the big toe is where you normally get it, mm. and you can't push off the big toe. Like, so I don't know how you're going to run. It's like every time I see a player, especially if it's one of ours that either has turf toe or a high ankle sprain, I'm like, ugh, those are always nagging and they last forever and. I don't really understand I, them either. So it's just like a, they're annoying all the way around. Yeah. High ankle sprain's definitely horrible. I've had that one. Mm. Um, but yeah, never had turf toe, thank God. Yeah. Well, Gibson's dealing with that. So we we don't know really if he's going to play or not. Um, speaking of if we don't know if he's going to play or not and injuries, there is a chance that Greg Olson plays in this game for the Seahawks, which I saw that headline, and I, I mean, you could have knocked me over with a feather or whatever that cliche would be there. Like, what a beast this guy is. I mean, that's that's absolutely bananas. I don't know if it's actually going to happen or not, but Pete said there's a chance that it could. And so shout oh. out to Greg Olson. So the Seahawks win this game if what? I got to go with Carson, man. I we He's trending in the right direction. You know, getting more touches. Like yeah. I said, he got up to 15 last uh, last game. So, um, if we can if we can get volume out of him, games will be easy like they were last week. If we can get volume out of him, because he 
He is just, whether he's catching the ball, running the ball, he's that dynamic. Yeah. He is gashing the defense. Even a, a flare or you know, a screen goes for 10 or 15 yards. It's incredible. Yeah. You know? And no one wants to stop and step in front of that, that little swing pass that he's been catching and then just up the sideline. Yeah. The next line of defense is if it's not a linebacker, outside linebacker, it's like a corner. They don't want any part of that. <laughs> no. <laughs> they don't want that smoke. You don't want to see that three, two coming right at you downhill. No. Full of steam. And, yeah. And yeah. so, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be just carries, but I mean, get him going early and often and it's going to make the, you know, the day easier for Russ and, and all the guys. And of course I will never not mention turnovers. Sure. Of course. I mean, that's the underlying stat, the most obvious one. When you go back and look at all the losses, we lost the turnover battle, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and other than like Buffalo was the only like two score or, or ugly loss, I guess you'd say. Um, and, you know, everyone else has been close games that would have been won had we just protected the ball. Yeah. Well, would have won easily. I think our defense is going to have opportunities, you know, to, to force those. And I mean, they had opportunities last week. Like we said, three interceptions they dropped. So they've been in the right spots. Now just make it pay off, give the ball back to Russ and uh, let him throw it down the field to DK, you know? Um, yeah, man. Uh, should we just move on to zone ins, players, and predictions and stuff? Doesn't matter to me, man. What All do you right. want to talk about? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's move on to our zone in players then. Uh, we do this because of Lofa's company, Zone In CBD, taking over the world, at least taking over the world of CBD. You can find it at all Bartell drugstores up there in the PNW, or you can get it at zoneincbd.com. Um, Lofa, who are we zoning into then, man? You, you said Chris Carson. You want to take him again this week and give us an over-under? Um, I, I kind of want to take him again because we won the game by a big margin. <laughs> superstition. <laughs> Not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Um <laughs> Yeah, we're going Chris Carson. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so definitely a little stitches. We'll go. We'll go. I'm gonna say, ah, man, he might need more than 15 touches this week. That's what you know. But I don't want to put the over under that. I'll put the over under on the total yards. Okay. I'm gonna give him 110 total yards. Over or under, but I think he gets eighteen, maybe twenty touches. Yeah, probably. I'd two like touchdowns. That. Oh wow! Oh, I like that. Yeah. Two, two TDs. Sign me up. Um, yeah, I think I think you're under that. I think you're right on that. I, they got to keep going. They got to keep going with him. He's been trending upwards every week, and they play better when he when he touches the ball more. So let's keep that going. Um, I don't really have anyone. I'm zoning in on because i was just gonna let you do it but if i've got to pick one right off the top of my head i'm looking at every member of the seahawks defense for turnovers i want to see those things count if jamal gets another one thrown right into his stomach he better catch it this time (laughs) so let's go guys maybe they need to zone in huh on on catching the ball get on the jugs machine a little bit the jug machine man yeah Yeah, man get out there put in some extra time after practice (laughs) 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 listen to me telling pro athletes what to do (laughs) 
<laughs> Couldn't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, final score predictions. I'll go first. I think that Seattle wins this one. Surprise, surprise. Um, I'm never picking against them again. I vow to never do it. Uh, and it's going to be a weird score because it always is. So I wrote down that the Seattle Seahawks will win this game 25-13. to 13. Okay, I'm going to go Seahawks 27-11. Okay. (laughs) That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, man. I I, Look, I hope it's another relaxer for us, but they're a first-place team, and they're hungry. So And wins have not been easy to come by for us and for all sorts of reasons. So I think it's going to be a good one. I think this is going to be a good old-fashioned late-season NFL football game. It's on the road. It's up there in the Northeast. They've been getting some snow up there. Have you seen, like, Philly, New York's been getting snowed on, so who knows about the weather. I think this is going to be a good old-fashioned slugfest. Slobber knocker? Slobber knocker, ugly, but, like, hopefully fun and entertaining, and I hope we're all, uh, you know, especially happy at the end of the day with a W. So we'll see. Yeah. I um we're gonna have to go on the road anyways. We're not gonna get that first place. Uh, it's like very like a two percent chance or something like that that we get the first uh, seed. So yeah. you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so we're gonna have to go on the road to get it sooner or later uh, when it comes to you know Super Bowl, the road to the Super Bowl. So I think this will be a good step in the right direction if they go out there and, and just handle business like they did last week. Yeah. Well, also I got a buddy named Tommy who lives in Virginia, and I got you know I bet him some smoked salmon against some crabs. So I hope that I I win, and he's sending some seafood my way too. So crab cakes and football. Yeah, that's man. what they do. Yeah. That's a wrap for us though on the Seahawks podcast. Um, Lofa, break us down. Oh, you were bringing this down. All right. This is two two episodes in a row then. Uh, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's true. That's true. Okay, I'll take that. Let's break it down to slobber knocker. This could start a winning streak. Yeah. This is this going to be a real slobber knocker. That's a fun word. We should start calling each other that. What's up, slobber knocker? <laughs> it's fun. All right, everybody, gather in. Put a hand in here. Good practice, everyone. All right. Thank you to Russell's mom for bringing the orange slices. It was choice, Mrs. Wilson. <laughs> it's better. It's almost as good as the visor. <laughs> ah, this one's gonna be real slobber knocker. Slobber knocker on three. Slobber knocker on me. One, two, three. Slobber knocker. <laughs> for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.